Well, what a week. We've had our first encounter with new AFTER CEO, Darren Rudd, who's got a lot on his plate, what with commission cuts, NDC, and of course, keeping travel agents top of mind with governments. There's also been some major cruise announcements, a war of words between Qantas and Rex, more border closures, and the end of the Qantas jumbo jet. I'm Bruce Piper. I'm Jasmine Hanna. And I'm Anna Piper. And this is Travel Daily News on the Fly. So Bruce, I believe you met the new after CEO Darren Rudd this week. I sure did. Uh, Just seven days since he started in the job, I was very privileged to be able to conduct his first travel trade interview. He's definitely a political animal, very connected in Canberra, and hopefully that'll put the industry in good stead. And what are his plans? Well, as you mentioned in the introduction, there's a heap going on, but in particular, he really wants to make sure that the travel industry is heard in Canberra and, you know, at other levels of government across the country. So he's planning this extensive campaign of engaging with travel agents in every electorate of Australia alongside their local members of parliament. Very much bipartisan, so much so he's putting together a roster to each week do a visit with politicians from both sides of the fence and local travel agents are going to be involved, giving them an opportunity to voice their opinions. I think the words he used were their hopes, frustrations and anxieties. It might be one-on-one or it may be, you know, sort of a town hall meeting. It's going to be a different format in each place. He said particularly in the current environment, it's important to recognise that in the end, AFTA is a political organisation. Hearing from the grassroots should really help shape the policies of the various parties, hopefully with an awareness of the urgent concerns of the industry. And are there any thoughts as to whether JobKeeper will continue for the industry? Well, it's still unclear what's going to happen. Darren said that while AFTA was very active, the reality is that every lobby group in the country is currently pushing for an extension of JobKeeper. I think we'll get some clarity in the next couple of weeks particularly with the situation in Melbourne. I think there's an announcement due around the 23rd of July that that timing might change. My bet is the government will firstly uh, remove some of the rorts that have been happening around JobKeeper, you know, part-timers who are actually earning much more than they did before the scheme came in. And secondly, that it will be continued nationwide, but perhaps on a more strict measure of the downturn in your sales. That's my tip, but really, who knows? I think it's definitely going to be a broad-based solution. If there is an extension, I don't think many people in the travel industry are going to have trouble accessing it, given how hard we've all been hit. So speaking of the travel industry being hit, I believe Thai Airways looks to have turned its back on the travel trade. Yeah, this is uh, very disappointing, but probably not a big surprise. Thai Airways is currently in a form of bankruptcy protection and is trying to cut costs all over the place. The people running it have made the extremely short-sighted decision to basically cease paying base commission to travel agents across the world. That might work in a strong domestic market, and of course Thailand does have one of them, but for long-haul travel, where they're trying to attract passengers away from other carriers, there's heaps of competitors, this is just going to hurt them really badly. And it's just an indication of the misunderstanding of the travel distribution value chain. But of course, it's definitely being seen by the industry as kicking travel agents while they're down. And as a lot of people commented on our Facebook page, it doesn't really matter at the moment because there's no revenue on no sales anyway. But in the long term, when travel recovers, Thai definitely isn't going to be the first choice for any travel agent anywhere in the world, I reckon. Today's episode of News on the Fly is brought to you by Travel and Cruise Weekly. This week, the Travel and Cruise Weekly newsletter has had a makeover, and we'd love to know what you think. Fill out the short survey in this week's issue. With a new look weekly newsletter featuring all the latest travel specials and news to accompany the weekly Keep Dreaming magazine, Travel and Cruise Weekly has everything consumers need to inspire their next holiday and then book it with you, the travel agents. Subscribe now at travelandcruiseweekly.com.au. So this week, I'd also love to welcome another member of the team to the podcast. Hello, Jasmine. Hi, Anna. 
So Jazz, I believe there was a big announcement from the cruise industry this week. What was that all about? Yep, this was really interesting. Basically a tie-up between two normally fierce rivals, Royal Caribbean Cruises and Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings, who have decided to join forces to jointly develop protocols around COVID-19 health and safety. And how are they going to do that? Well, they've put together what they're calling a health sale panel with some really big hitters including the former head of the US Food and Drug Administration, a whole bunch of senior doctors and scientists, and so on, who will together compile the protocols that the Centers for Disease Control has asked cruise lines to present before they're able to restart operations in the USA. So when are they going to come out with the recommendations? Apparently they've already been working together for a few weeks, and initial recommendations are due to come out by the end of August. They're also planning to be very open about what they come up with, describing them as open source, meaning they can be adopted by any other companies or industries that also need to relaunch in a COVID-safe manner. And of course, they're not the only cruise lines working on their plans, with Carnival Corporation also announcing a global online summit in partnership with the World Travel and Tourism Council in a couple of weeks. But unfortunately, it's going to be happening in London and time to take place in the middle of the night here. MSC Cruises has also announced what they're calling a Blue Ribbon COVID Expert Group to come up with its protocols and policies. And Clear Australasia MD, Joel Katz, has said all these moves are a really important landmark on the industry's path to recovery. So when do you think we might see cruising restart then? That's the multi-billion dollar question that everyone would like answered. Of course, some companies like Hurdigruten, Dream Cruises and Sea Dream have started or are about to start local cruising already. But out of the majors, I think at the moment there's Royal Caribbean, which is planning to get going again in the USA, maybe in mid-September, with the other big cruise lines following shortly thereafter. But there's no news at all about a potential start here, even of expedition cruising. The Australian government ban is currently in place until the 17th of September, And who knows when the New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern is going to open up to cruising, which I think continues to be on the nose. Unfortunately, it's going to be a very brave politician who says cruising can restart. And the release of these new health and safety protocols is going to be key to getting things going again. So switching back to aviation, I saw that there's been a bit of a fight between Regional Express and Qantas this week. Yes, this is all fairly predictable. Qantas has launched a couple of new routes, and in particular, new flights between Sydney and the New South Wales regional city of Orange is bringing new competition to the destination and has really gotten up Rex's nose. Rex pointed out that its loads are extremely low already due to COVID-19 and says if Qantas has money to launch what is clearly going to be a loss-making route, then the government has no business propping it up with support from the various coronavirus initiatives that are going on. Anyway, Qantas responded by saying Rex was clearly uncomfortable about facing competition, and it's all a bit tit for tat. Qantas is definitely walking a fine line. With the current Virgin Australia situation, it of course wants to press home its competitive advantage. But Federal Treasurer Josh Frydenberg has also told the ACCC to keep a close eye on the domestic aviation market and highlight any examples of anti-competitive behaviour. One to keep an eye on going forward, I'm sure. And also on Qantas, there's a big farewell coming up. Yes, this is definitely the end of an era, which has been really accelerated by COVID-19. Qantas has brought forward the retirement of its last Boeing 747 jumbo jet. The first 747 joined the Qantas fleet in 1971, so that's almost 50 years ago. And since then, these planes, I think they rightly refer to them as the Queen of the Skies, have carried literally millions of Australians around the world. So it's definitely sad. And to their credit, Qantas has arranged a sort of farewell tour, 
with these three final flights out of Sydney, Melbourne and Canberra. Of course, there's heaps of nostalgia about this big moment and when they put tickets on sale for these last flights earlier this week, they sold out in just a few minutes. And finally, as everyone will know, the country's taken a bit of a step backward this week. Yep, unless you've been living under a rock or out in a forest like a Sasquatch, you'll know that the New South Wales-Victorian border has been closed and Melbourne has gone into a six-week lockdown. I mean, we all expected there would be outbreaks, but this has really put a spanner in the works. Of course, that means that the whole economy is affected, but it's particularly disheartening because I think any border closures seem to indicate it will be even longer before travel and tourism can start to return to normal. But I guess the bottom line is that as a society and a community, we have to control this awful disease. So we just have to grit our teeth and get through it. Well, let's hope this really gets a lid on it. And for all you people in Victoria, we are thinking of you. And thank you everyone for listening. For those who missed it, it was also Travel Daily's 26th birthday earlier this week. So on behalf of the whole team here, we'd like to thank the industry for all those messages of support. They are very, very much appreciated. We know it's tough out there and nobody knows what the future holds, but let's stay positive and continue to look after each other. And of course, keep up to date this week with your daily newsletters from Travel Daily and from Cruise Weekly. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. We'll be back next week with more news on the fly.